Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. I'm glad that you are here with us today. As you all know, on this podcast, we talk about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. A few things before we get into today's episode. First off, if you have not already done so, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and share the show with a few friends. Also, go check out the show notes. I've got some links to a number of things there, including I recently got on TikTok, as you guys know, so I'm a TikToker. I'm late to the game, but I'm on. So go check that out, as well as we have a link to the Move the Ball merchandise store so you can pick up some swag and rock that you're a part of the Move the Ball movement. And to those who have already got some gear and sent me photos, Keep those picks coming. I love posting y'all and together we move the ball. Okay, for today's episode, I've got an incredible guest with us inside the huddle with us today and ready to talk about his experience and what he does to move the ball is David Robinson. D-Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to have you here with us. We recently saw each other in Fort Lauderdale a few weeks back. We'll talk about that on the show. So it's good to have you on. And since I did mention the Move the Ball merchandise, you are rocking the merchandise hat right now, the Move the Ball hat. You've been training with some guys wearing the hat as well. So I appreciate you representing the brand and being a part of the movement. So let me share a little bit about your background. David, also known as D-Rob Always Open, is a renowned NFL wide receiver specialist who has been training athletes since 2005. During his career, he has trained over 1,500 wide receivers, which includes many, many NFL wide receivers playing in the league today as well. Currently, D-Rob has had 56 players drafted into the league. 25 of them have been in the top three rounds and nine have been drafted in the first round. Again, we'll talk about all of that in the show. In addition to that, he also has trained two back-to-back Bolitnikoff award winners. So very accomplished athletes that D-Rob gets to work with and help them take their game to the next level. All right, D-Rob, are you ready to move the ball? Yes, I am. All right, let's go. So yeah, I, I definitely want to get into talking about your incredibly successful business. And I was getting ready to, you know, as I as I think about these shows, I'm always thinking about like, okay, where do I want to kick off the conversation to really have just an engaging dialogue right off the bat? And so where I wanted to go originally was I wanted to start just talking about you playing football and kind of your journey. But... As I read your bio, I had mentioned that you're also known as D-Rob Always Open. And on the show, we talk about branding, and that is your brand. So share with us, how did you come up with that to be your brand? Well, I was a really good route runner in high school and in college. And, you know, a lot of my buddies and stuff used to always, you know, tell me, man, you're always open. Uh, when I run my routes and things, and things like that, you used to always ask me questions on how to get open in certain areas of my game. So when I started training, that's what I came up with, you know, always open along with the D-Rod. I feel I feel it'll be a catchy phrase because every wide out, even when they run around, even when they're covered, they always believe they're open. 
Oh, it's interesting. And so I, I never, th- I mean, as much as I'm into football and know the game, I never thought about that. I always just thought from a business standpoint, as an entrepreneur, you're always working, right? So you're always open for business is what I, what, is what I had thought was why you had come up with it. So that's interesting to hear your rationale. I, I love hearing what people say is how they got to their name of their brand, because it's an important thing. It's a big deal to come up with the thing that's going to stick with you as you continue to grow your business. Absolutely. So now let's run it back and talk about you playing football for just a minute. So after high school, you went to Oklahoma and you won the Derek Shepard Award. There you got to play in two national championships in the Orange Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, also three Big 12 championships. What was it like for you? Well, I guess first let me ask, what about football made you fall in love with it? I have a football family. My uncle played in the NFL, coached in the NFL. I had cousin Ellis Hobbs, who used to play with the New England Patriots. Another older cousin, Casey Printers, who was the number two quarterback in the country coming up. So we used to all hang together coming up. So that's really what made me fall in love with football, just being around those guys. I gotcha. When you look at your time playing in Oklahoma, what was that experience like for you? It was really good. It was guys that, you know, playing wide out at a high level that you really get to see how to attack practice every single day. You get to learn. From older guys like the Mark Claytons, the Travis Wilsons, guys that played ahead of me, Mark Bradley, at the time when I was at Oklahoma, those were like first round, second round guys. And I was fortunate enough to play behind Mark Clayton as a freshman who won the Belinda Call Forward. You know, so I saw what it took at practice every day, the consistency that he brought and how he went about his business on the field, off the field. So it was really good to enhance and help my game. For sure. And you got to play under the legendary coach, Bob Stoops. What was it like playing for Coach Stoops? And just talk to him about being a leader. Coach Stoops was a really good coach, man, really defensive guy. And he was also a player's coach. You know, he really loved his players, talked to you about anything. So I really liked playing for Bob. And, you know, he was, as far as leadership goes, I mean, he demanded excellence and demanded the intensity be brought at practice every single day. So that's one thing that I really admired about him. Oh, for sure. And I think that's what the great coaches, the great leaders really do is they expect you to be the best version of yourselves and and just live a life of excellence and, and instill that type of culture within their organization and the team. Absolutely. Now, something I like to ask guys who have played the game is being a competitive athlete. I mean, I, I've learned so much from the game of football. I've been a student of the game since I was four years old. And I write a lot about the things that I took away from the game in my Move the Ball book. But I like to always get players' perspectives on what are some of the lessons that you've taken away from the game of football outside of the teamwork, outside of the discipline, because that is kind of everyone says that. What are some of the other things that you've taken away from football that you think have helped you to not only be a successful football player, but also to grow your business into what it is today? So time management. Uh, also really learned how you know, to be just more social, be more of a people's person. I also learned, you know, how to bounce back through adversity when things don't go right in your business or things are not going right. You know, how you want to grow your business and just having that mental toughness to stay positive and battle through it, the things that you would have to go through in football. And I also learned practice planning, organization, putting everything on a time period. So when you go out there to practice or to train, that you'll be organized and have a set script on what you're going to do that day. And that's another thing that, you know, you do in football. Everything is structured on a time schedule, time period. For sure. And having that structure and that time bounding around different tasks helps you to ensure that you are moving the ball, making progress with your business because you have that 
you've done the preparation, right? You put in the plan and you then you're more effective because you know what you're supposed to do and what you're supposed to execute on during that particular day or that time frame instead of just sitting there thinking, hmm, what am I going to do now? Exactly, exactly. So you ended up graduating from the University of South Dakota, had a bachelor's degree in recreation with a physical education emphasis. You then continued on, got a master's from Dallas Baptist University. That's in kinesiology with a coaching emphasis. Talk to us about how did you go from there to starting your business? When I went to Dallas Baptist and got my master's, I learned, you know, how to do flyers. I learned about organizing your camps, the times, what you're going to do, the structure of it. So when I started doing my business and started doing my camps, time, place, where it's going to be at, where do people go to sign up, what age group, all of that stuff I learned from getting my master's degree at Dallas Baptist. And that helped me be more organized and prepared with my business on the back end of it, like my website and things of that nature. And what did you decide that this was the thing that you wanted to do for your career? Well, really, I was still trying to play football and give it another go. And uh, my mom just walked in my room one day and was like, you know, you should start training. You should start training kids, you know, athletes and receivers and things of that nature. I'm like, why you say that? It's like, because you've always worked out your whole life. That's all you ever done. You know what I mean? And people always used to ask about, you know, how you how well you run routes and how you do this and how you do that. I think you should start teaching them. And she just spoke that little nugget in my head. And at the first first time, I kind of brushed it off and I started doing it. Just was doing it for free, really, because I was substitute teaching at Kimball High School, which was my own high school at the time. And uh, I was just helping the football team out. And they were telling their friends about it from other schools. And one weekend I looked up and I, I was coming to train those Kimball guys. And should I had like 40, 30, 40 receivers out there from all over the city. Nice. And so let's talk about your first year. Like a lot of people want to have their own business, but a lot of people are too afraid to kind of do that, whether it is a side hustle or they're making the complete leap from whatever job they have to going off into their business. And that first year is one that can really try your patience and you go on a roller coaster ride and that roller coaster ride lasts for a long time beyond that first year. Walk us through that first year of starting your business and uh, just some of the challenges, the adversity that you had to overcome and then how you got through it. So the first Pretty much first year of training receivers, I did it for free. You know, I didn't even really charge any kids. And then once I started charging them, the things you got to get over, the obstacles, uh, some people say they're going to pay you this day, and then they don't pay you. And then somebody, a lot of kids would come to your sessions. I mean, at the time, I was taking cash. I didn't even have a website or anything like that. So you would count the number of heads were there, but some kids would walk off or parents would walk off without paying you and things of that nature. So and then when, and then once you get all that nipped in the bud and you realize on how to structure it on how that doesn't don't let that happen again, so I started to continue to train and success started growing. Then you got to deal with other up and coming trainers or trainers that do the same thing that you do and telling kids not to train with you. So you got to go through that. But I don't I don't down talk anyone when it comes to training, but that's part of the training world that you gotta that you're gonna have to overcome is guys talking about your work and what you do to some of your clients and you just don't even entertain it. But that's some of the obstacles that I had to go through and get over. But I just stay in my lane and just control what you can control and everything will work itself out. Yeah, the sports business is definitely an interesting one. You've got a lot of competition 
in there, but you've got a lot of, of people that are trying to, to your point, you know, say things about you or your brand because they want the, that clientele. Whereas I'd say in the normal corporate world, you might not have that going on as much. Of course, you've got competitors that are saying why their product is better than another competitor, but they're not necessarily bad mouthing them, you know, as a personal attack kind of way. So it's a very, it's a very different environment for sure. And one way to succeed in any business, like I say, it's all about differentiation and separation. So if you can differentiate your product or services from the others out there, that's how you will continue to move the ball, to grow your business, to get more clients. So as I mentioned, when I read your bio, I mean, you, you have quite a great client list. We haven't named any yet, but we'll get into some names here soon. But you know, had over 70 NFL guys, 56 drafted into the league. I know you work with, with a lot of other guys too. Like what are, what is it about D-Rob always open? Like what do you do that separates yourself from other trainers out there? Of course, I played the position and I'm very blunt and honest and open and real with every last one of my wideouts. I'm very detail oriented. I really don't care about your pocketbooks, what rounds you're going, projection or anything like that. I'm going to be realistic with you on, on how a particular route looks, whether it was good or bad. And I'm going to be hard on every single thing that you do when it comes to not only the route running, but the way you catch the football, your release, your eye discipline coming off the football, looking at the defender. I'm on every little phase and your route running, I'm dissecting it. Gotcha. And so when you first started training NFL guys or guys that ended up getting drafted into the league, like how did that start for you? Well, it started for me with Bobby Stroop, who's at uh, APEC, right? And who used to be at APEC, who's Patrick Mahomes' trainer. I started off with him over at APEC in Fort Worth. He allowed me to be his receiver coach coming out for the draft when getting guys ready for the draft. From there, I started working with MJP, Michael Johnson Performance here in Dallas, X, and then XOs. They started hearing about me. So that's how it started, though. It started with uh, APEC, though. Gotcha. And so what was that journey like, your first few players that you got to work with? And how did you leverage? I mean, it's important that we, and I know you do a great job on your website of highlighting players that you've had, you've got some testimonials out there for some players that have worked with you and they talk about your great work, but how did you really leverage those initial players to continue to grow your brand and just the work that you've done with them? I wouldn't necessarily say leverage. It was just personal relationships that I developed with them. You know, over the time when they're, got, when they're with you for like two to three months before you get ready, getting them ready for the draft, interviewing them like an NFL scout would do, teaching them how to read coverages, personnel groupings, and things of that nature, just teaching them more about the game throughout the whole process, the combine, how you answer questions when scouts are talking to you. It goes a long way. And then even when those guys get in the camp after they've gotten drafted, it doesn't stop there. I check on every leech and last one of them randomly, seeing how they're doing, not only on the field, but off the field. And it just develops into a relationship to where they know every offseason, D-Rob's not only going to keep my game right, but he's going to keep my mental right as well. So that's why they continue to talk to me and you know train with me. And I like the fact that you mentioned the relationship piece because that's a common thing that I talk about on the show. In any business, I mean, focusing on developing quality relationships versus a transactional type of approach is really what's going to serve you better. I meet so many people that they're just trying to get that quick sale, you know, and that's it. And it's just like, you know how many quick sales you got to keep turning because you're not fostering those relationships. Whereas like for me and my consulting and my coaching business, I get a lot of referrals from people because of the relationships I've built. And so when they know people that have a need, they reach out to me, right? And so I'm not spending as much money on marketing or or trying to get leads because I build relationships with my clients and their network. And so 
that's the way to do it. But I feel like so many people get that wrong. So I'm glad to hear that you really focus on the relationships. And I mean, I knew that about you. I mean, just from our time getting to know each other as well. You know, it's relationships that really help you to go far in business, in life, and whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's going to continue to help you grow your business. You know, sometimes I've had to take a short-term loss uh, for a long-term gain just because building a relationship, you know what I mean? And it's gone a long way. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I think too, sometimes people need to think about that. Like, it's not just about getting that sale today, right? Like sometimes you do things for free. Sometimes you don't focus on the transaction piece, the the amount of money you're going to get. And you just do it because it's the right thing to do and build that relationship with someone. And that will pay itself back 10 times over for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about some of the guys that you've gotten to work with. Some of the names that I'm going to mention are special because they went to Alabama. So some of the first founders that you've trained have been Jerry Judy, as well as Calvin Ridley. Talk to us about some of the other ones. I mean, you've got quite an extensive client list, but who are some of the other guys that you've trained with? And then what about these guys makes them elite in your mind? Uh, Jalen Rieger, Jahan Dotson, Corey Coleman. He was a good one. So it's it's, it's quite a few of them, man. But what made Jalen Rieger so special is he's electrifying with the ball in his hands. He's very fast and he can control his body in and out of his breaks. And he's and he's freaky athletic. So I'm excited to see. He's been working hard this offseason. So I'm excited to see how he looks in his third year. Laquan Treadwell, he was one of them. I believe he's on year seven or eight right now. He had a little rough stint when he was in Minnesota. But I'm, I'm very proud of how he's grown up in his route running. I mean, he's a big physical fat specimen, has strong hands and will go up and attack the ball at his highest point. And, and it's a great 50-50 ball receiver. So I believe in Jacksonville, he has found a home. They really do like him. And another guy, Corey Coleman. You know, Corey Coleman, he's with the Kansas City Chiefs now. And I believe when, when they worked him out, they were surprised at, at how electrifying, how fast he is. And the strength of Corey's game, is not only can he run, but he used to play running back a lot. When he got to Baylor, if you watched his tape, he was really good with the ball in his hands after the catch. So I believe that he's going to take that role that Tyreek Hill kind of played and show it in Kansas City. So because he, he can return punts, kickoffs, he's a very dynamic player. And Jahan Dotson was another guy who just got drafted first round to the Washington football team. He's a smooth route runner, scary fast, but he doesn't look like he's running full speed at you, but he's coming. He can do it all about six feet. He can be great underneath route runner, can go over the top, can return punts and kick out, has a sure-handed guy and very mature for his age. You know what I mean? So they, they like him a lot in the building. They rave about him. And the last guy is Traylon Burks, who went first round to the Titans. He's a similar body build to A.J. Brown, big, thick, like 230, 225, and he can move. He runs like a 4-4, 4-5 for his size, and he's hard to tackle. So. The thing, the strength of his game is after he catches the football, a lot of those linebackers, even in safeties, he's going to have to make business, the business decisions bringing him down because he, you know, he's big to, 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 to wrap up. Absolutely. Now, something I like to ask guys who have played in the league is how their perspective has changed over the years from being a rookie to being a veteran. You get to work with rookies. You get to work with veterans. You've seen the business side of the NFL. And as you see guys like Traylon, you know, he's with the Titans. Now go into the league. He's about to go into the season. Like, 
What are some of the things you kind of talk to them about to prepare them for the business side of the NFL? You know, I talk to each and every last one of them, especially the guys that I have a really good, close relationship with, how they spend their money, what they're spending their money on. Talk to each and every one of them about, you know, if they're making this much, you should be living like you're making this much, though, you know, on a different budget. You know what I mean? I talk to every single last one of them, even the rookies, you know, because they don't they don't really know about the player performance checks that they're going to get in the offseason based on the amount of snaps you play and things of that nature. And when you see guys on TV making these big contracts, signing bonus, I break it down to them. Like, you know, if a guy, you know, gets like a 15 or $20 million signing bonus, don't he's not getting all of that signing bonus. You know what I mean? You get taxed, you got to pay your agent 3% or 1%. So, you know, you might come back with like a little bit less than half than that, whatever, you know. So once they start realizing that, okay, yeah, it's great money, but, you know, I got to still be smart with it. They'll be better off. You know what I mean? So I talk to them about that and I tell every last one of them that your whole, the whole season, like even based on the whole football year, you should probably get one, one gift that you want, whether it's your jewelry, a car or something like that. You're like, just don't go extravagant and crazy every other week or every other month, you know, just because you can. Right, for sure. And you mentioned the taxes, which is an interesting piece, because that one tends to get a lot of guys that I talk to there. I'll ask them, you know, what was not on the show specifically, but just when I see them, like, what's been the most surprising thing for you being in the NFL? And they'll say the taxes. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's, it's a big shock because you, to your point, you get this contract, you say, hey, I'm going to make this much money, got the signing bonus. And then when you get the payment, it's like, oh, what happened to part of it? It's gone. Yeah, I like that. I thought I had way more than this. <laughs> right, exactly. So when you look at the wide receiver position and the guys that really stand out in the league today, what is it about them? I mean, obviously they've got talent, but what else is it about them that makes them special and separates them from all the, I mean, everyone's good at the NFL level, right? I mean, it's hard to get there. Only the elite of the elite are there. But then to separate yourself and be at the top of the elite in the league, like what is it about you that separates you as one of those elite guys from the rest? I would say, you know, my work ethic, my work ethic, uh, my delivery on how I break stuff down to my receivers when I'm explaining my drills to them and relating it to situations that they would see in the game. And a lot of them, when they come to me, whatever organization they're from, I kind of already got a good knowledge on their offense, on what, they, what, what type of routes they like to run. And I have a really good relationship with a lot of NFL receiver coaches. So if a guy comes to me, from Philadelphia or Kansas City or the Giants or whatever, I may pick up the phone or call that receiver coach from that team or the organization and, and talk about that specific player and ask what they need to work on in the offseason and do drills, you know, uh, predicated to what that player needs to work on. For sure. And I think I remember hearing you when we, when we were out in Fort Lauderdale. I don't know if it was with Albert or, or Tyreek, but you were talking about how you would just talk to the receiver coach and so had some ideas on things to work on while we were training out there that weekend, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a receiver coach for the Vikings, Keenan McCardell. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, so when I saw you, you were working out with Albert Wilson, who's going in. He's, he's in year nine now, right? I believe. Yeah, year nine. And so he just got picked up. He was with the Dolphins. He got picked up by the Vikings here. And so I know he's working hard at camp and getting ready for the season. Also, when I saw you, we had Tyreek Hill out there with us as well as destroying. And so it was a fun fun weekend. When you look at like, I mean, Tyreek is just at a different level. I mean, he's super fast for one. And he's like, what is it about Tyreek that makes him a special guy? You know, for someone his size and to run as fast as he can, he's really good in controlling his speed. 
you know, he can drop his weight, he can stop and start. And he's like a four two guy, you know. And it's hard for receivers that run four three and under to be able to run routes full speed like that and stop their body and drop their weight and sink their hips and change direction like he does. He's a very, very special talent. Absolutely. And it was neat to just, I mean, just watching him, you know, up close, he's just an incredibly talented guy. I know he's going to do well this season and throughout his NFL career. So going back to your business, I mean, we're always looking at, no matter whether you're an athlete or you're a business owner, you're always looking at how you can improve and how you can do better and how you can grow your business and, and that kind of thing. What are some of the things that you're focused on now with your business and, and what are you trying to do to kind of take it to the next level? Yeah, uh, some two things that I'm focusing on is, you know, my YouTube, growing my YouTube presence and also getting into the uh, the online coaching of the of my business, coaching and training guys from here and making it more so where they can, you know, go online and whatnot and pick up drills and things of that nature. But those are the, those two things right there, I believe, will, you know, just complete everything that I've been doing. For sure. And so how long have you had your YouTube channel? so far and how often do you post content on there so i've been having it for a while i just started posting content on it like this past few years i've been you know getting more active on it i posted some on there the other day for me and tyreek's workout but yeah i don't i don't post every every week or anything like that but i may need to start doing it to just start growing <laughs> gotcha yeah i mean consistency is the important thing just like with anything Right. And so with people that I coach who are trying to grow their presence or their brand, it's all about developing that content calendar and the consistency, you know, just being consistent and putting stuff out there. And then that's how you'll grow your business and your brand recognition is by being consistent. Exactly. And so when you look at, I guess, so you've been doing this for a long time now, right? Yeah, a long time. There are people that will reach out to me that are interested in being a trainer, that are interested in, in trying to get to the next level for them. Like they might be training high school kids now, but they'd love to get to training college and pro guys. What advice would you give to them to try to kind of break into that next phase or that next level of training athletes? I mean, you already got it right there in your hand. You got the high school guy, the guy that you're working with. Mold him, groom him, put him through college. Once he gets through college, because most likely he's going to have a successful career. I mean, if he continues to work hard, he'll get a shot. Because that's what I did. Like 70% of the guys that I've worked with, I've, they've been with me since middle school, high school, college, all the way to the pros. Like Rashard Higgins, he's one of them. Jakeem Grant, he's another one. They've been out here since middle school, high school. Jalen Rieger, he's another one. He's been working with me since middle school, high school, all the way through, you know. So that's what I would, that's what I would do, man. You already have... What you want, you have the middle school kids, the high school kids already working with you. Put all your passion into them and push them. And that'd be, that could be your first pro. And then, they, and then they tell their friends and guys about you. And then that's how it started happening. And I like that you mentioned that because I think, I feel like so many people are just trying to get that quick win. Like, let me go to that next level tomorrow, right? Like lightning fast. And sometimes it's about playing the long game and being consistent and showing up and doing the things that you need to do. And then as time continues on, in this case, you know, with guys that are training or players that are training, you know, they, they continue to get older, they get to college, and then some of them go pro. And so, I mean, it just takes a couple of guys, right, to, to really help kickstart your business, but you got to stick with it. You can't just be like, okay, I want to get there now. How do I do it real quick? Because it just doesn't happen that way. No, nah, definitely. It doesn't happen that way. 
And, you know, I applaud all the guys, you know, the guys like, you know, the Footwork Kings, he's been doing it for a while. And even other trainers, you know, because guys used to train up under me or him, and then they branch off and go do their own things, you know. That's, I mean, it's, it's gratifying to see that. But, you know, though, he's, he's been doing it for a while, too. I like that to see guys that do it for, that's been doing it for a long time and still doing it. Right. And I mean, I've, even people will, will reach out to me and, you know, I've been blessed to have this podcast for the last two and a half years. And people are like, oh, my gosh, you're killing them. I'm like, do you know how long I've had this Move the Ball movement? Like when I wrote Move the Ball, the book, it was 2013 when that book was published. So like I've been growing this movement and doing things around Move the Ball for a long time. The fact that, you know, people see me now getting to interact with such incredible people, that's because I put in a lot of work before I got there. It wasn't, it wasn't just, oh, I showed up, you know, one day and here I am. No, I've been working at this. Now I had a job, so I, I have only been growing the movement for the last two and a half years full time, but it's been around for a while. The book has been around for a while. I've been networking, connecting and building relationships for a long time to get to the point that I'm at today. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I mean, I think that's important for people to know, like they say there is no overnight success. Like there really isn't. You have to put in that time and effort and just continue to show up. And the results will come, but you got to be patient, got to be persistent, right? And you just have to keep plugging through whatever adversity you might face or what challenge. And if you're passionate about what you're doing, then you're driven to continue to go do it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, dear Rob, what is the best piece of business advice that you've been given by somebody? The best piece of business advice I've been given, treat the guys like the Tyree Hills, the Emmanuel Sanders, the Dez Bryants, you know. The guys on that level still treat and show that same energy to this kid who's 12, 11, 13, whose whose cliques or shoes may be too big, stumbling over his feet, clumsy. Show him the same passion and energy that you would one of those guys. For sure. I like that because we talked before about relationships. It's all about as you are a service provider, right? You train athletes, right? I am a service provider. It's all about the energy and effort that you give to each client, whether you're a big name, public figure, or you're someone that's just starting out, right? Like people remember how you make them feel. They remember how you treat them. And so if you show up with that passion and energy, no matter who they are, then that go- and they'll talk about you and they'll tell their friends and they'll tell their other friends. And so that word of mouth marketing is going to go farther than any ad spend that you can put, you know, on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And so, I mean, really the people that are successful are the ones that focus on the relationships and putting the effort into those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you got to market like guys that train all ages, middle school, high school, things of that nature. I mean, you still, cause you know, I see guys do it. They have a lot of five star, four star recruits. You know, they market those guys, but they don't really market the other kids who might not go to a bigger school or who's only getting recruited by JUCOs or who's not even getting recruited. You know what I mean? So I believe in spreading the love to everybody. For sure. Absolutely. So what I want to do now, dear Rob, is I want to go through my two-minute drill and ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. First question is, when you were 10 years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, NFL football player. Okay. Not surprising. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Strong, disciplined, resilient. I like those three words. What is one thing most people don't know about you? I like reading books. Okay. The next question is, if you had one intro song played at all of your public appearances, what would that one song be? Here I Go by Mystical. Okay. Next question. 
is since you do like reading books, what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? I like the I Am Athlete podcast. I also like The Pivot. Yeah, I just started watching that a little bit. Those two have been real good, interesting for me. Yeah, they they both both Brendan Marshall and then Ryan and Channing Crowder and Fred, like they they all do a fantastic job with their show for sure. And of course, I just got to move the ball. There you go. That's always a that's a good one too for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. My next question is: You are hosting a dinner party, and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you choose, and why? I would choose Denzel Washington, Bill Gates, and Des Bryant. Three good choices. And why would you choose those three? Yeah, I would. I would choose Denzel because I know that he's he's going to give a lot of good worldly advice. You know, on any situation. I would choose Bill Gates because he would be able to talk, you know, more about expanding your business and money, the finances and part about life. And I would choose Dez because he's a similar situation, athlete turned uh, entrepreneur and starting his own NFT, you know, a personal heart collection. So that's, I think that'd be good to have all three of those at a dinner party with me. Because the NFT side is something that'll be good for what I do as well, because I deal with a lot of athletes. For sure. Yeah, it would be a great conversation. Absolutely. All right. My last question is, do you sing in the shower? No. Oh, you don't. Okay. I don't. <laughs> so as we look to end the show, let people know, where are you at on social media? Where can people follow you? Instagram is d.robalwaysopen. My website is drobalwaysopen.com. My YouTube channel. David Robinson, receiver coach. And uh, my Twitter is DRob Always Open. Perfect. We will have all of those links in our show notes so people can follow you on your journey. Well, DRob, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been great having you on the show. Man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. And thanks to everyone for listening. Be sure to check out those show notes so you can follow DRob on his journey. And you can also check out my TikTok, the Move the Ball merchandise store, and so much more. I've also got a link to the Move the Ball book there as well. And yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you on the next episode. And also, if you have not already done so, be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the show with a friend or two or three. It's one way that you can help me to move the ball. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. We will catch you next time. Until then, make sure you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.